You know we love staying connected. From current events to drama and celebrity gossip, we stay in the know. But it can be hard to keep up when your Wi-Fi cuts out around the house. You know, spotty in one room, but strong in the other. Thankfully, the next generation Xfinity 10G network can help by keeping you connected to everything you love with reliable wall-to-wall Wi-Fi. That means you can stay up to date on all the latest buzz in real time from room to room. Start listening to your favorite podcasts in the kitchen and listen all over the house as you put your laundry away. Better yet, the whole family can work, stream, and play on multiple devices, all with a fast and reliable connection. With the next generation Xfinity 10G network, your entire house can keep up with all the action with less buffering. Get it all from the network made for streaming, the Xfinity 10G network. So many of us love coffee. Mm-hmm. Like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot, some like it iced with a splash of creamer, and some like it with a cold foam topping. Many of us stop into coffee shops on our way to work more often than we'd like to admit. Oh, yes. But now, thanks to International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, you can make cold foam coffee at home. It's honestly game-changing. You can just shake the canister and spray it onto your coffee. And voila, you've got an incredible cold foam coffee at home. No frothing, fancy machines, or mess required. Ooh, an International Delight Cold Foam Creamer foams and creams your coffee from top to bottom. And the best part, mm-hmm. it works on both hot and iced coffees. Oh my gosh, I'm drooling. Okay, so it comes in three foaming delicious flavors. French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato. So you can switch things up depending on your mood. Look for your favorite flavor next time you're at the grocery store. And be prepared to say goodbye to your barista. Okay, Bree, so what reminds you of college days? French vanilla. I mean, Bree and I lived on International Delight French Vanilla. And you know what's the cutest thing? Is every time our dad comes to visit... He calls me because I always be like, what do you want me to get the grocery store? And he's like, oh, make sure to get, it's always International Delight French Vanilla Creamer because I can't have it without my coffee. So guess what I'm getting my dad when he comes to visit because I know I'm going to love it. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. French vanilla, of course. You guys, this is a game changer. Okay. How many of us spend too much money at coffee shops? Me. Me. Yes. And we deserve as human beings, to have that yummy, delicious coffee Why we all go to the coffee shops. And I'll be honest, I've kind of always wanted to be a barista, and now I can in my kitchen at my home. I'm really excited to have this, and I can't wait to hear what Dad thinks. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. It's foaming delicious. What up, everyone? Welcome back to the Bella's Podcast. Okay, put on your dancing shoes, Bella Army, because we have Dancing with the Stars OG Cheryl Burke in the house today. All right, here we go. Happy Hump Day, Bella Army. I'm Nicole. And I'm Bree, and this is the Bella's Podcast. From conquering childhood trauma to conquering the ballroom and overcoming addiction, today's guest is a real-life Wonder Woman. Yes, she is, and I love how real she keeps it. So let's pop that bottle. All right, everyone. So today we are opening up with a beautiful Sancerre by Mikel Red. Um, Brie and I are actually obsessed with this wine. We get it by the glass over in Restoration Hardware. Restoration Hardware. But I feel like a lot, of now, a lot of restaurants in Napa have it, which is just well, different so fun. kinds of Sancerre, but this is the one that we prefer. Oh, I was thinking it was a brand. So Sancerre to style of wine. We'll talk about that wow. later. Wow, yes. <laughs> Girl, it's like a Sauvignon Blanc. No wonder I like it. Yeah, no wonder. That is so funny. You didn't realize there was no, different brands. I didn't. Okay. Well, you sip on that 
um, because we are really excited for our guest. She's someone who knows what it's like to break barriers in her industry as well. She was the first female professional on Dancing with Stars to win the show and the first professional out of the men and women to win twice consecutively. She has appeared on numerous of TV shows and has won many awards, including Primetime Emmy for Outstanding Choreography. She is an author, a podcaster with the podcast Pretty Messed Up with AJ McLean and Renee Elizondo Jr. Please welcome to the show one of Dancing with the Stars OGs, Cheryl Burke. (laughs) You're making me blush. Cheryl, I am so excited that you finally have come on the podcast. I know, me too. I was Googling you because I was like, when did you do Dancing with the Stars? 2017? Yeah, how Can crazy. you believe that? I feel like it was yesterday. Yeah, doesn't that feel like yesterday? <sighs> yes. With yes. you, with Terrell, and just because oh I God. felt like we were always with you guys because like Terrell and I understood each other. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, it's crazy because Birdie was just a baby. And oh. like now we're going to be celebrating right. her fourth birthday soon. Oh and I remember like, I mean, she wasn't Time even five flies. months yet. That's oh my so, gosh. Yeah, I started the show back in 2006. So season two was my first season. And I feel like it was yesterday. It's so time freaking flies. It really does. Now, was it's your first season this. with Ian from no, 902 so that, that was season four. Oh, four. So my very first season was Drew Lachey from oh, 98 Degrees. Yes. And then it and was won. Emmett Smith. Yeah, then we won with Emmett Smith. I was like, who's Emmett Smith? And then I walk in and I was like, great. I've got this like big football player he's not gonna be able to yeah. move and he was so charming he's like one of my favorites to this day oh it's, I love Emmett Smith you were always a huge fan huge. of Emmett Smith. I really was and you know what's crazy is I have to say I really enjoy watching the football players on Dancing with the Stars because I always feel like and like you too because yeah. you know being a professional athlete there's so much growth but you see totally. in the footwork there's something there and that's what I would always feel like that was Dancing with the Stars right is you just see them grow every week and yeah. I feel like you really got that from the athlete are you saying you got gypped or something <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love athletes like I have always said this I prefer athletes over any other type of celebrity because you guys just know what to do like you don't just stop rehearsing when we say rehearsals over you marinate in it and then you come back the next day and you're you just get it and it doesn't matter like Emmett didn't care that I was a girl barking at him right he was totally fine there was no ego you know and that's sometimes the uh challenge is when you know they don't know what they're signing up for sometimes and then you have this little girl barking at you literally like eight hours a day and it's hard it's hard as you know yeah intense so hard well it also has to be nerve-wracking because you don't know i hate saying this but you don't know what prima donna is going to walk through the door so for you you're like okay i have to teach the celebrity how to dance i'm and that alone just to teach someone is hard but then you don't know what personality you're going to get and then to make good tv and then to do it within a week to then dance live yeah yeah (laughs) i don't know how you do that a lot but you know what brie I feel like we need to start from the beginning Uh-oh. of Cheryl's dancing days because before yeah. Dancing with the Stars, she was a professional ballroom dancer. Yeah. And we also are going to have to hear some young stories of Artem if you have oh any. God. But so um, many. Yeah, <laughs> I, I cannot wait to hear. Tell us like, um, and our listeners, why you got into ballroom dancing, when it started in your journey up until Dancing with the Stars. Okay. I was a very quiet and shy, introverted kid. My mom is from the Philippines and she just worked her ass off. She basically moved from her very poor province in the Philippines to the States when she married my father. They divorced at two. And from age two, it was a set of trauma that like happened to me. It was like a every few years, something dramatic would happen, whether that be being molested as a kid. And then it was the divorce. And then it was, you know, it, it was back to back you know, dating men that were very abusive. But in between that, you know, obviously it was me trying to find my voice and in ballroom, you know, ballroom's kind of a man's world, right? So, you know, when it comes to, you know, competing and having a partner, it's like an arranged marriage. So it's like, Mm -hmm. here you two are, you know, you're competing and you're, you have a, a common goal, which is to be a world champion, but the statistics to get there, like you have to take these political dance lessons. It's just a lot. And ballroom is not a cheap sport. So we used to dance on the streets in Union Square in San Francisco, where I'm from. And um, it was like, we needed just to hustle, you know, it, right. it's not cheap. And then to even make money is it's very rare, right? Unless if you're a world champion, but so people do it for the passion. And that was my way of communicating was through movement. You know, I wasn't the one in school to raise 
raise my hand. I was always the kid sitting in the back of the class. And then I just wanted to go to dance, you know, and I didn't really have that much of a childhood, but that was a choice that I wanted to make. It's like an Olympian, basically. Like if you're Mm going to do this, you're going to do this. That's when, you know, I met Artem. So Artem came from Moscow, right? He's from Moscow. Yes. Saying that, right? okay, well, yeah, a town outside, but pretty much. From, yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And he actually stayed with me and my family. He needed a place to stay and we had a pool house. Mm-hmm. So my family is from like Palo Alto, Stanford um, area. And he was dancing with his partner. And yeah, I've known Artem the longest out of even like Max and all of that. Cause like Max um, wow. Shmerkovsky and that whole generation, that's my generation, right? Yeah. Like what you saw in the beginning of the uh, show, like those years back in 2006, that's like the original, right? Like we used to compete against each other. And some of the pros now, not in the competition days, they're too young. I'm too old, you know, like, so it's different categories, but it I was, you know, dancing was always just an escape for me. It was like, I was a different person on the dance floor. You know, I don't like to fake anything as far as like emotion goes. And so it was just my way to have a communication and talk about just my everyday feelings without having to talk about it. Right. Yeah. And I know you've spoke about it before. So I think for our listeners, they would love to hear because what happened to you as a child? And by the way, I'm so sorry. I was reading more about it this morning and like my heart was so broken. And right. I, I was like texting Brian. I'm like, I can't imagine going through what you went through up until six years old. I mean, beyond that, but how right. young you were. But what you've overcome, the woman you've become, I, I would love to know. I mean, one, if you can share that situation mm-hmm. with us yeah, and the process of overcoming it and, and how yeah. you became that survivor instead of that victim. Totally. Um, well, I'm very, I'm an open book and that's why I love you girls. Cause I feel yeah. like you guys are the same, but it's also a very therapeutic, right? So every time I do talk about this, I hope to be able to inspire or help somebody who has gone through something that they may not want to talk about. And it's okay, regardless, you know, mm-hmm. you're not alone. And that's my yeah. main thing. It's like, yes, we have our own unique situations. Like for me, you know, my mom and stepdad at the time, you know, they were busy working 24 seven. And, um, before my mom remarried, it was just about putting food on the table. And so she needed to hire a nanny. And at that time, when she remarried my stepfather, he had also a daughter with his previous marriage and they had a babysitter basically. And he, uh, was a retired mailman. And, um, he basically, it wasn't like it was, uh, it was, inappropriate, right? The relationship was inappropriate, but it was a way of grooming. It was like grooming you to think that, you know, for me, it was like this man was my father in a way. It was like this weird, creepy connection, but I didn't know what was wrong from right. And he wasn't aggressive, which was the scary part. It was full on grooming. And um, he not only did this to me, but he had done this to, you know, his nieces and nephews. And as soon as I testified against him in court, you know, all these people came out of the woodwork. So he was supposed to get life in prison, but he actually got out. Don't know how you just say, okay, go ahead and go, you know, you're a pedophile, but okay. And then he went to my dad's dental practice in the Bay area. And he said to him, I never did that to your kids. And then I take a step back from it all. Right. And mind you, I've been in intense therapy since I was about six years old and I still am to this day. And it's interesting because it's like, you know, you look at it and you're like, you have to forgive at some point, not Mm -hmm. forgive for the, the act of what happened, but you have to forgive for yourself, because it's not necessarily forgiving the man, right? But it's forgiving the situation and just knowing that if that never happened to me, I wouldn't be sitting here with you girls today. Right, right. You know, obviously, if I had to start all over again, okay, maybe I wouldn't include that chapter in my life. But I do believe that when it's all said and done, you cannot move on until you forgive in general. I I agree. I so agree with you in that. Yeah. And it shows too by you using your voice and testifying against him how many other victims came out that he did that to and how you you caused that. You you probably caused healing for I mean, however many victims, you know, that he did that to, but it's pretty incredible that even though you said you didn't have a voice and you're putting mm-hmm. all of it into dancing, you actually did at a young age to stand no, totally. out. That's a lot of courage. And oh, I yeah. mean, I think that's what's is inspiring is that 
so many people hold on to that for so long and never say anything like what we saw in the me too movement. And I mean, even think of my story, you know, I was raped twice in high school and I didn't talk about it 20 years after the fact and I held on to it. And I think if I just would have talked then different decisions I would have made after that or would have gotten help sooner. Right. Do you think that if, if you would have talked about it, do you believe that not talking about it what's the difference between now and then, I guess, because I also have a family member who can't talk about it and I see it's eating her alive. What I've realized is it makes you like hate yourself and then Mm -hmm. treat yourself in bad ways as far as, you know, certain ways, eating habits or, you know, people turn to drugs or alcohol. Um, Self-sabotage. Yeah. Self-sabotage big time. And then if you're a woman, how you let men treat you in a relationship. And I realized I kind of was doing that because what happened to me, I felt like, well, I don't deserve better because maybe it was my fault. And if I would have sat and talked to someone, they probably would have told me differently and gave me the courage and the strength. But I started to go down such a path where I just, I could tell I wasn't treating myself like well at all inside and out. With respect. Yeah, exactly. With respect. And then a lot of, you know, us women, especially we tend to blame ourselves, right? So Mm -hmm. then you, you turn inwards and not in a good way. And then you have those feelings of shame. And that's exactly what I thought. I was like, why am I putting this man in prison? Like I didn't stop him. You know what I mean? And that's the scary part. I had to live with that because I wasn't able to put it into words, right? It was the pattern of like, that was the definition of love. It was the abuse. Yes. And so it was like, literally until my husband, if that's all it's been for me, dating men. Mm -hmm. And I was attracting that energy because there was something about that high and that low. And that like, I was an adrenaline junkie, which is why I was numbing obviously, because I was drinking a lot and I was just trying to get out of my own head. And it's just crazy because since I've been sober, I starting to like remember stuff. And so I'm reliving, but in a good way, because in order for you to move on, you also have to feel your feelings, right? Like you have to feel it. You've got to mourn it and then you can move on. Oh my gosh. It's so true. And what day was that when you were just like, I need to be sober. Like I can't do this anymore. So my father passed away right before we got engaged. So like 2018, 19, Mm -hmm. and we got back from Thailand. That's where he was living. And uh, we buried him. And then as soon as I got home, it was a promise to myself. I didn't even tell my husband. Um, I all of a sudden also started breaking out into hives. Like my body, I don't know about you girls, but it changes every seven years, like drastically. Mm -hmm. And I, all of a sudden I'll be allergic to something. And then like, I'm so sensitive. Mm -hmm. My skin was never that sensitive. And then my dad also was an alcoholic. So I was either going to crash and burn again and check myself into rehab, or I was going to just stop. And I just didn't want to announce it because I didn't want the pressure. And I feel like when you put the pressure of like announcing, okay, I'm going to stop drinking and you're doing it for outside validation, you're always going to break it. Right. So it has to be internal. Like you have to want to stop first. Gosh, it's so true. I mean, Brie and I even recently have been that way about sugar because we oh, felt like girl, we started to have a sugar addiction. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And, that's my addiction. Yes. Oh, and we were gosh. like, this is an issue. But we felt like times that we've tried to stop it, we announce it. And then it's that pressure. And then all the eyeballs of our husbands yes. and fiancés yeah. and family are like watching. trying to hold you accountable. And, and you have like, one little, yeah, you have one little weak moment. And then they're staring at you. You're like, I'm like, so it's like, just dark chocolate. Yeah. It's good for you. <laughs> but a few weeks ago, we just said it to ourselves. Like, we don't, let's not tell yeah. anyone. Let's just stop having sugar except for our wine so i guess we still have it in our wine but we haven't had any exactly it's from the earth so i'm like that's good but it is funny because we did say we're like we can't tell people anymore because we do we feel pressured it's like if we keep it between us then like we feel like we actually do it i agree and like with anything it's just really one day at a time or one hour at a time because when you just look too far into the future like wait a second i can never have a sip of alcohol again it makes me want to drink you know like you said just you have got to be present. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing like being present. You know, it's just it's the so best hard. feeling. It really is. Oh, it takes girl. work. Well, cause you've gotten into meditation a lot. And yeah. so that's Brie and I, we're huge at meditating. Oh really? Yeah. Meditation to me is it's just such a cure. It's life changing. You know, it's crazy. Cause our mom, 
you know, after her brain surgery, because we always would say meditate, meditate. And she's like, I just can't like, I hate sitting up and doing it. So I'll lay down and then I pass out. Don't lay down. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> what did mom start to do? And now my mom swears by it. Oh, funny. Was- my mom, I had a long, I was yelling at my mother yesterday, last night, actually, because my mom, you know, she's also a workaholic. I'm very much like my mother and she has, you know, she sold her companies and she's Filipino. So it's very hard for Filipinos. I'm not going to say it's all Filipinos, but my mother, especially hard to show affection and to feel her feelings and to put words right right, to the feelings. So the first time in 37 years, almost, she said, what is that feeling? I'm having this, like, like my stomach is turning and it's nuts. And I'm like, that's anxiety, mom. And you've been numbing through work and staying busy and constantly like having to go here and working 24 hours a day. And now for the first time you're sitting in your own shit and it's gonna feel crazy, but you have to meditate. She goes, but I pray, you know, my mom's a Catholic. Yeah. It's two separate, it's two different things. Like we're not praying, we're meditating and there's science behind it. And that's the thing for me. I'm not very woo woo, but like when there's science behind something then I'm about, I'm all about it. And totally. I mean, I just, if I don't meditate twice a day, 15 minutes each time I get migraines now. Oh, wow. wow. That's, That's is there incredible. a certain app you use or do you just have music or? So I did this course. It's mantra based and I've learned now to just sit in silence and that's it. I don't need to. I don't depend. It teaches you how to be an independent meditator. See, that's that's my husband. It's a 14-day course. It's very similar, I think, to Transcendental, even though I've never done that. But a lot of people say that. And it's so easy. It's like 20 to 25 minutes a day. It's called Ziva Meditation. And you can find more info on Ziva online. I mean, this is not... I'm not getting paid for this. I know the CEO. (laughs) And like, literally, I swear by it. Like, I was yelling at my mother. She's like, I tried it up to day eight. I'm like, are you crazy? Like I'm asking her questions and (laughs) testing. I'm like, so what's your mantra? She's like, what's a mantra? And I'm like, listen, I can't say it does change your life. It changes your life. Check that out. Well, it's crazy because my husband's so great at like, he'll wake up extra early to make sure he meditates and he just gets everything right because he knows it's going to start his day with patience and kindness and be more present. And I mean, there'll be times I'm walking into the kitchen to like start my morning making Betty's food and I'll see him like a thing in the dark and I'll look and I'll be like, oh, and he's just there like in silence in the living room, just meditating. I'm like, yeah, where's your music? And he's like, I don't need it. He can do it just in silence. And that's the thing. It's like, it's, you just have to get your ass on the chair. It's 15 minutes twice a day. You owe it to yourself. Right. You like, do. and I'm telling you, it has changed everything. Like everything. I need to start. I that. need to get better. I used to I be wanna... so great at meditating. And then I don't know what happened. You know, when I just, I don't it, know. It happens yeah. though. It's okay. Life. <laughs> exactly. Life and your thoughts in your head. Right. And like, that was what was stopping me. So I was like, I can't stop thinking. I wish that hopefully in the near future, they teach this in schools, but like, you know, you're not your thoughts. Right. And it's okay. It's okay to have your thoughts there. Now that's right. why you want to focus on a mantra and there's just, it all makes sense. But like, if there's science behind it, I mean, she goes and teaches at Harvard university and she goes to Google and like mm-hmm. people are doing this because it does change lives. So I'll send wow. you the link. Send yes. Do. I want to, and when you do think about it, I've never met a really mean person who loves to meditate. <laughs> right? no. I've never met like, you know, you think of the people who love to right. meditate and they come from such a great place. So it's like, Hey, I mean, all it's going to do is make you better. I agree. There's also a good a course on meditation if you go to masterclass as well. But uh, the one oh, that I'll really? send you is really like yeah intense and it's only 20 minutes oh. a day, the course. Oh, oh my I gosh. Wanna, I want to try oh, it. We, let's do that together. We owe it to ourselves and we won't we tell do. anyone. We won't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, don't tell anybody. Don't all of a sudden, anybody. Brian will be walking through the dark and they're right? I'll be like, whoa. Texas Pete is a sauce that allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's generosity in its simplest form. And it's a swagger people have who know what's good. That's right. Each Texas Pete sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. The signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It has been at the center of dinner tables since 1929 and is still heating things up today. Oh yeah, and you know, you're definitely going to want to try every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original and not for the faint of heart. 
Sabor by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor. Yum, and their dust dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce and a flavorful dry rub. Mm, it's just making my mouth water thinking about it. I mean, I'm always reaching for the Texas Pete. I think we put it on our breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And we really do. And we actually even sneak hot sauce in our purses, so if restaurants don't have hot sauce, we put it on. Texas Pete goes with me everywhere I go. Texas Pete, sauce like you mean it. Visit texaspeat.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at texaspeat.com. You know what I love about springtime is that you kind of get to refresh your closet. You know, fall, winter, we're all bundled up. And then when spring comes, the sun is truly out. You get to ditch all the layers and just refresh your look. I mean, I feel like I am totally in for like refreshing my wardrobe, bringing a little color. I need spring shopping. I mean, Brie, Walmart has like some incredible styles out right now and so affordable. Oh, that is right. This spring, there's only one destination for the latest fashion, home and beauty inspired by real life, Walmart. Be a bold swimwear or graphic beach towels, glowy makeup or sleek activewear or even elevated furniture and mix and match tableware to inspire your next spring gathering at home. Discover surprisingly stylish new season favorites at Walmart now or shop it on the Walmart app. Go to walmart.com slash now trending. That's walmart.com slash now trending. Now trending. Your style at Walmart. Thrive Market is a go-to for all of your grocery and household essentials and the convenience of getting everything online, then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. And you could use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with a few clicks. When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Nikki, where do we get all our primal condiments? Thrive Market. You know it. I have actually loved so much that I have been able to transform my refrigerator, even my pantry, to healthy, low-sugar condiments. Mm -hmm. Everything in the gluten-free, Whole30 diet recommendations. Thrive Market for me is that one-stop shop where I can pick and choose all the things that are healthy for not only my kids, but for myself too. And boom, they're at my front door within days. They definitely make it super easy to stay healthy, organic, all the things that we really want in our household. One thing that Thrive Market has helped me with is I've wanted that when it comes to household cleaning items or just stuff that you actually put in your house besides consuming. And they've really helped it. I had one one of my goals this year was less plastic in my house. Thrive Market helps with that, with refillables, with what I exactly need to clean. And look, when you have kids running around, having... A company really care about the ingredients inside it. That's super important. What we're spraying on our counters, putting in our toilets, on our sheets, all of that matters. So grateful for a place like Thrive Market that really looks into ingredients and we know what we're buying. 100%. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash twins for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash twins. Thrivemarket.com slash twins. So I know something everyone would love to hear about is your love story. Like even (laughs) I would. So we talk about like how we were in these relationships, right? And then literally for me, I have someone who waltzed right into my life. Whoa. And now I have literally, (laughs) and now I have this beautiful little boy, but you and Matthew had dated a long, like way before you guys actually then got married. Mm -hmm. So what's this story? How did all that happen? So here's the lowdown. Okay. So 
This was season two, 2006. My hair was extra short. Bangs were like here. So this is, this was like the Cheryl cut, you know, and it always looked good in movement. But like when I was still, it was like questionable. Um, But my dance coach, basically before I moved to LA, he's like, you know what? You need a fresh look. And so he cuts my hair really short. I don't even know why I'm talking about my hair. Cause he talked, asked about my love story, but this. No, but I love it. Yeah. Um, and so I, I come to LA, right. I'm thinking I'm only here for one season before I moved back to Harlem where I was with my dance partner. And I was like, you know, this is going to be so temporary. I was like, whatever. And then cut to season two was a huge success. And then they were like, will you come back for season three? And I was like, maybe, you know, and during this, this break for the first time, it was like a get out of jail free card, like not waiting in lines. And then like, oh my God, free vodka. I was a club goer by night and a dancing with the stars pro dancer by day. Seven wow. nights a week, you guys. Not joking. No way. It was like my job. I should have been a promoter. Oh, oh my, my gosh, gosh. That gives me too. I How know. Do you not keep ones. up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Girl, I, I don't even know where I got the stamina. I think it was because I was living like an Olympian and then just going out seven nights a week. Right. And, yeah. you know, it's kind of sad because I, in a way, I joke about it, but I don't remember a lot. And so. Yeah. That's the one thing that I mean, I just regret, you know, it was like, clearly I was wanting to numb and I was alone for the first time. I've never really been alone, period, because with ballroom dancing comes a partner. You're you're always traveling together, whatever. And so, and if you heard my first interview, you guys would die because I, my voice, like I didn't talk like this. I had a mousy, like, like this, like, I just didn't know what my favorite color was. I didn't know anything. I was alone for the first time ever. And so dancing, I give credit to them because, you know, thank you for like bringing me into this like independent woman who can speak for herself and who's very opinionated and interrupts people all the time when (laughs) she's talking. But um, then season three came around and Joey Lawrence danced with Edita Slowinska. Joey Lawrence is the older brother of my husband, Matthew Lawrence. And we started going on tour after season three. Joey came on the road with us. And so his family also came to watch the show. And I remember just like the crowd of like the pro girls crowding around Matt. Oh yeah. After one of the shows in Vegas or something like that. And you know, here I was like eyelashes, like I'm a sweater when I'm dancing, like <laughs> no guy wants to dance with me. So I look like I just <laughs> took a shower and Matt, he was wondering who was like the little girl popping her head up and down and bobbing her head and just wondering who it was <laughs> right away. We were just like super attracted to each other. And then, you know, I don't tend to move very slow. So I'm like, it's either black or white and I'm working this in therapy just to find that gray area, but it's really hard for me. Um, And so we just went from, Hey, nice to meet you to, okay, are we doing this? We're going to date. And so this was back in, Oh my God, I was like 21, 22. And um, I never really had much of a life other than ballroom. And so as far as the, you know, us not lasting very long, it was you know, mainly due to the fact that I just wanted to go out and party every night and he was already over it. Right. And cause yeah. he started the business when he was so small, he did like his first movie or one of his first movies, Mrs. Doubtfire, he was that little boy. So he's just wow. constantly been in this business. And for me, it's like, Oh my God, you know, you know, that feeling when you guys first started, I'm sure. In oh, the business. Yeah. It's like, the excitement. Oh it's like that new fresh energy. Oh, oh I partied pretty hard too. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it gets to your head a little bit, right? You know, to be in a relationship and he's such a good guy. And like, I just knew that he would be long-term, but I wasn't ready, right? Because I went from relationship right. to relationship. I've never been single. And so uh, we broke up after a year and then we didn't even run into each other like for a decade, not even at a Ralph's, nothing. Like, and Whoa. we live, yeah, seriously. And then wow. one of my, one of my friends, like a, a mutual friend was like, Oh, have you heard from Matt? And I'm like, no, I thought for sure he'd be married. We um, did that Tyler medium thing. You know, remember Tyler? Oh, yes. So my episode and his episode was the first episode. It was the <gasps> weirdest thing. So it That's was like crazy. years. Oh, and he <laughs> also said that I was going to get back together with an ex. <gasps> so this was about three, four years before we even connected again. Yeah. It's so nuts. And my sister, my little sister, it was like Christmas time. We were in the Bay area. We were visiting our parents and she was like, whatever happened to Matt? And I'm like, you know, he's probably married. He's such a great guy. Like he's totally married and like happy kids, everything. And, um, she took my phone, text him, said, Merry Christmas. And then we had dinner the next night. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Whoa. 
I have that goosebumps me everywhere. <laughs> I mean, talk about your souls just keep trying to find each other in a way. You know, it's like, I know. that's fa- when you know you're it, meant to be. But the souls finally found the right time. I agree. They found no, the right totally. time. You know? Yeah. And I'm sure yeah. you guys get are getting asked this so much, but so babies. Soon? Well, we were just talking about it, right? Yeah. It's like, so he moved into my house, but at the same time, we're like, what do we do? We want to move. And Matt has a, like, he loves animals, right? So he has like yeah. a petting zoo underneath us of just reptiles, uh, oh no snakes, God. but he, we have like 45 reptiles. We've got tortoises and iguanas. Oh my and goodness. One big iguana that he's been raising for like over 20 years. And so he has his man cave and I've got my arts and crafts like room that I love like <laughs> dining in and like we're very busy, you know, so quarantine for us was perfect. But, you know, we're in that phase right now where we're like, do we want to stay in the Los Angeles area or do we want to move to Florida or do we want to move back to the Bay Area? You know, it's like, yeah. I don't know, but I do know in my heart that I can't even think about kids until we get out of this house. Cause I've been here for so long and it reminds right. me of my past a little bit. Yeah. I, I don't blame you. And I feel like kids are such a blessing and they come when they need to come. I mean, Artem and I were like insanely shocked and I was like, what? And especially when I found out after she was it planned or no, no, no. we both were accidents. Oh, I what? found out first and then she found out three days later. I literally was told, oh was it four weeks before three weeks before? No, four, because we were in France. If I ever wanted kids, I'd have to have help because I had like no estrogen right. in my body. Well, that's what I'm thinking. You guys inspire me for this exact reason, because yeah. I am 30, almost 37 in May. And I'm just like, there's no way I've been on birth. Like, it's just so, there's just so much that I'm like, yeah. I can't even, I don't even know if I can. Right. right. Well, we you, thought, yeah. And then you realize God has a plan. Yeah. I was like, too. he wanted these two little boys to come. And then they're 22 hours apart, which I was just that like, is so nuts. Right. You know I mean, they say crazy. like girls, when you hang out with your girls and you have, you get on the same cycle, maybe yes. it's like the same thing. With- <laughs> we got on the same baby cycle. <laughs> oh my gosh. So how, how was it though? Cause like you, you're my, you guys are yes. like 36, we'll, 37, right? We're 37. We'll be so 38 it, November. Yeah, it was good. I mean, what was hard from like me being my first time is just being in this pandemic. So not getting to go to a workout class or even work out the trainer. Artem and I didn't get right. to do any baby classes, no hospital visits. Oh, right. And no one at first was zooming yet. Like no one knew what, like what we're doing. So everyone just went straight into lockdown. So that made it hard. And I feel like at our ages, if you can afford it to have a personal trainer or get to workout classes, it just helps you after because I gained a lot more weight than I wanted to. And right now Mm. I'm kicking my ass to lose it and it's really? hard yeah because that's like have- see that's a thing it's like my body like i've got body image issues you know just like with the business and just yeah. like being called out it's been so traumatic that literally that is also another big part is like i use my body to pay the bills and it sounds disgusting but that is the true fact right oh, totally. so it's like yeah i can't be shaking my ass if i don't feel good about myself Right. Like it's yeah. the worst feeling in the world. And then obviously with babies, you know, like you have people like PETA and like all these beautiful pros that like oh have gosh, 12 yeah. packs as they're Lindsay. still pregnant. I'm like, yeah, come on, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Just like push it out really quick. And you're like, I'm a size zero. I'm like, you know what? This is not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I'll never forget when I went to go watch Nicole. PETA had just had her baby. I think our kids are the same age. And I'm okay, sitting yeah. there with Birdie and I'm watching her and I go, Fuck. Fuck. Like, I know. <laughs> our kids are the same age. I'm still telling people like, well, you know, I just had a baby, so I have my baby weight. But I was looking at PETA like... <laughs> you guys look amazing. Oh, well, thank, thank you. you. It's tough. I just know that my ass is going to get so wide. I- I'm not going to be able to fit through a door. My doctor's like, you've got baby making hips. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah. But then like, how are they going to go wider or are they going to, you know... Uh, They do change. Yeah. But it is interesting because it's like here you think we live in this day and age where people act like everything's accepted. Right. Right. But yet you still feel like you get bullied for your weight or if you change. And I just saw actually yesterday Kim Kardashian finally came out how she felt awful her whole first pregnancy. I guess the media was bullying her bad about her weight. Because yeah. she gained 60 something pounds. Mm-hmm. And I was like, one minute, everyone acts like, oh, we love you the way you are. But then you look yeah. at your comments and they're tearing you apart. Oh, and it's so I mean, true. And honestly, that happened to me. So I basically stopped my birth control during a season. This was like season five, six. And I was doing it thinking I was going to lose weight, but I actually retained 15 pounds of water weight. 
And I did this all in Mm -hmm. front of the camera. So it was like, I did this as we premiered and literally two weeks later, mind you, I was still partying. I wasn't healthy, but I wasn't 15 pounds overnight, like gaining water weight thinking I was going to lose it. Right. Like you get off birth control, you lose weight. It's the opposite effect because the birth control that I was taking has a dietary supplement and it's very low dosage. So my body was in shock and I was bullied. I was on the cover of lots of magazines. Is Cheryl not fit enough to be on television? I had dancing with the stars pros, two of them that called me out and basically said like, she doesn't represent, you know, what, athletes should be representing. And I want to say, you know what? Yeah. F them. It is what it is. Who cares what people think? I'm human, man. Like that shit still burns. It hurts. Oh, it does. Oh my gosh. I mean, growing up in wrestling, Brie was like, always have my size. So they just called me the fat twin. And I'm like, I'm not fat. And it was just like, and then social media came about Twitter and it was crazy. Yeah. How many people acknowledged me in that way? And I'm like, I can't oh, even believe it does affect this. you. I mean, there's it some does. pictures I won't even post, that's but it's thing. sad. That's always in our head. It's so sad. And it's forever. Like it's hard. You have to retrain your brain or get hypnotized or something. Cause like, honestly it burns. And even though if it's like the same person or if it's just one comment, I'm going to fixate on that negative yes. comment, mm-hmm. even if it, like a thousand of them are not right. But right. it's like, even in costumes, I'm in fittings and I'm like, Daniela, you know, Daniela, oh, gosh. You know, and I'm like, oh my yeah. God, I can see a fat roll back. It's like, it's too much, you know, yeah. and like my poor team of people. I'm like, do I look fat? Do I look fat? No, babe, don't. it's like, <laughs> I just want to like tell myself to shut up, but it's so hard. I'm- it, it is, is hard. So, you know, Instagram keeps going back and forth about taking away likes or comments. Which one's likes? It? Likes. You know, and I know it's such a, people are like, uh, uh, but sometimes I'm kind of like, do it. I think take them away. Yeah. Why put the pressure on people? I think take comments, comments away. Actually, I was thinking yeah. take comments right? away more because yeah. that's where it hurts. And I feel like that's where, right. like, but you, you, in a way, if you think about it, you do have the option to take them away. Oh, you do? Oh, you do. Yeah. But then people are wondering why you're doing that. And yeah. then it's another discussion. True. Which is a thing, but at least you can't see it. That's true. You know they could I've wonder. Seen, I've seen a lot of people just not follow anybody. Like zero. Yeah. Like it's literally said zero following. But yeah. I don't know. Look, it can go either way. Either you're reading the comments or you're looking at other people's lives and you're like, God, you're comparing. And I think comparing right. is the worst thing you could possibly do. But shoot, I do it every day. Like it's, again, it's something that you have to be so mindful of, right? Like you have to really be mindful of it because our habits are to be negative and to compare, especially in the business that we're in. It's so hard not to. 100%. Right. Gosh, it's so and true. I think too, you know, in entertainment, nothing's ever certain. Even no. like with my nanny, she's like, so what's the next like six months look like? And I go, I have no what? idea. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I go next week. I kind of think this is my <laughs> schedule, right? But that's really difficult too at times because yeah. like to keep up with that. And the next, you know, like for example, they call us two days ago and they're like, Oh, we do want you guys to give a hall of fame speech in 16 days. So if you can find a gown and all this and that, and oh, you know, and you're, you're in Napa <laughs> and yeah. in Napa and a pandemic roots. Like, I'm like, great. You know, I like, need to find like how to get my hair yeah. colored. I mean, and- I was texting her like last night cause I woke up kind of in the middle of the night and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, should I buy a backup dress? Like I need right. this, I need that. But it's because I want to look presentable cause it's going to go everywhere. And yeah, it's in history. It's like your history yeah. and what but you're going to see. And then I was like texting Brian cause I'm like, you're going to be wrestling and right. we're going to have the kids. Do we want to fight the kids? Like, you know, and I'm like, and then you, you forget about that the fact that you're actually being inducted into a hall of fame. Like, right. You forget about like right. the actual true, like important moment that you're supposed to feel good about yourself. Cause you're worried about like, what am I going to wear? Like, I, how do I yeah. get a stylist out to Napa? You know? Yes. Right. Oh my gosh. Oh, our world. Our oh, I crazy, already know what we're doing later today. Entertainment it's, world. It's very privileged, you know, like <laughs> it is. I, mean, I I'm very blessed, but like, honestly, the insecurities though, what I want people to understand, it's real. It's a real thing. And this is what's going to affect whether I have kids or not. And it's sad. Yeah, I know. It's hard for a woman when we're career driven, but our bodies or if, you know, being pro athletes is like based on having kids or not. I know it's hard. It's so hard. And then when I'm 60, am I going to regret it? You know, like, oh God, it's so true. Well, Cheryl, before we get to some fan questions, because we had people send in some questions, what's next? You have the podcast, which we got to be on, which is so amazing. Yeah, I can't wait. 
Yeah. But what's yeah. next for Cheryl Burke? Good question. It's like one thing at a time or else I get really overwhelmed. But the first things first is to get out of this house, right? So like I want to yeah. be able to, <laughs> like on a personal level, I just want to start over and we want to start fresh. And even though it's coming up on our third year anniversary, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's been three wow. years. Yeah, it's so insane. We just want to be able to do this together. I, I've always said this, that, you know, for me, I think the reason why I am even, a, I was a part of Dancing with the Stars and I was blessed to be a part of 23 seasons. Oh my goodness. It's because of the experiences I've had in my past. And I've always wanted to um, influence, I guess, people in a way that people who are scared to talk about their problems, right? That may not necessarily want to talk through talking like this or talk therapy. There's other ways of therapy and, and having that therapeutic experience like movement. So I'm in the early stages of a dance program that is based off a therapeutic experience. Mm. And I really want to be able to do it legit, you know, and, and take my time to do it because dance is therapy. You know, there's this mm -hmm. whole federation mm -hmm. out there that just focuses on dance therapists. And I don't have a degree and I don't plan on getting one because it takes so long, but I wanted to do it right. And I want to make sure that like each movement is correlated to a certain part of your brain. And yeah. there is other ways of healing and it's not just talking about it. Gosh, oh, I, I love, love that. that. Sign me up. Me too, because <laughs> when I do dance, I feel so much better. Oh, after. I feel free, yeah. especially yeah. when you're in Yeah, yeah. I'm so true. I love it. I love it. And then also the mask. Yes. I've got to give you guys some new ones. No, so we, we're obsessed. You know, it's the only mask. We are, you know, Brie and I bought a bunch. I, bought I think we have food. every yeah. color. I bought like the 10 pack. We're coming out with mommy and me ones. So like, <gasps> I need to yeah. see that. Oh yeah, my I gosh. Need to get, I need to hook you guys up. And tell our listeners where they can find it. Okay, so you can go to baileyblueclothing.com for the Cheryl Burke masks. And Mommy and Me masks are coming out on the 19th. Woo! And I have to say, they're literally the best masks They're ever. the best. Because they're chic. They look cute. amazing. They fit, good they on my fit face. amazing. Yeah. They're you comfortable. Breathe. You can breathe. Yes. Like, I literally have a drawer, like, before you yep. got our front door, and it's all your mask. I know. So and I always, like, look, look at go. my outfits. I'm like, oh, that's Yeah, I look like, which one. <laughs> so I want sparkles. So the rumba or the mirror ball? Yeah, yes. exactly. exactly. Oh, my God. I love it so much. Well, well let's get to those fan you. questions. Yeah. Well, everyone, stick yeah. around because Cheryl's going to be taking over Bella Army Q&A. Warning. Things are about to get intense. I mean, Brie and I are talking like that intense moment when the room stops, maybe time stops, when everything might be going around you, but you're looking at that one person dead in the eyes or a maple donut in, <laughs> in our eyes. Usually I'm giving that stare down when I want to ask my husband for his credit card so I can go shopping. Ooh, that is the intense that I like. Intense heat, lasting plump. From the hot new Lifter Plump from Maybelline, New York. Formulated with chili pepper, Lifter Plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts. Available in eight sizzling shades. Blush, Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Coco Zing, and many more. And you know me with that red. Nothing like a red flag on my sizzling lips. Oh, we know it, girl. Can you take that heat? Find your shade at Maybelline.com or a retailer near you. Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. All right, now it's time for a special edition of Bella Army Q&A, Cheryl Army Q&A. <laughs> <laughs> As always, tweet at Bella Twins with the hashtag Bella's Podcast. We might pick your question to answer on the show. All right, so the first question for Cheryl is coming from at the Bella's stand. 
I loved your autobiography, Dancing Lessons. What was your favorite story to tell? Oh, gosh. Um, so I, this was a long time ago. I wrote a, a memoir at like 20 something years old. And I just talked about basically, this was a few years into Dancing with the Stars and how I went through every dance that you've seen us dance and how it related to my everyday life. So like the cha-cha is a fun and flirty dance. So then I talk about those like fun and flirty moments of like relationships and being a teenager. And then like the That's pasta doble is that dramatic dance right and it's like about the anger and aggression and I talk about being sexually molested and so like I relate to basically all the dances you've seen into real life that's cool that's really cool yeah and I think you know as dark as it is obviously it was so freeing to be able to for the Mm -hmm. first time talk about what happened to me as far as child abuse goes and just to still get emails and people responding and saying thank you so much for having the courage you know to speak out as scary as it was, I'll never forget. I did an interview mm-hmm. by myself with Pierce Morgan and I was so, oh my gosh. I was so intimidated. I felt like I was being I testified bet. again. And I was like, I was like, <laughs> Oh my God, normally we do interviews with the, with the celebs. So this is the first time that I was by myself and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is too much. But then I realized how much it affected people in a good way. Mm. And so that was my favorite part, I guess. Oh, oh I like I that. Still, I mean, I commend you so much. It's not easy at mm-hmm. all. And then another question from at Cassandra 960-82045. Any regrets going on Dance Moms or fun memories? P.S. I love the final dance you choreographed for the girls. Oh, thank you. I love Dance Moms because these girls, you know, they had such a traumatic experience with Abby. And I just know the dance world in that sense. Like your coach sometimes could be overbearing, but, you know, it's not nice to go after someone's looks or their talent or whatever. She was really harsh, I think with them. And I wanted them to have a great like last experience as the OG girls of dance moms. And so when I got the call to join, I was like, you guys realize I'm not like Abby, like my, I'm very monotone. So this is me happy, excited, sad, angry. It doesn't go like my actual tone of my voice stays completely the same, but I am pretty strict, you know, when it comes to dancing yet, I think I have some compassion as well. And I hope that I was able to leave that with the girls, you know, cause it, it was very sad to see them fall out of love with dance. And then mm-hmm. hopefully I was able to encourage them to, you know, have a great moment together for the last time and then to move on, not hating dancing. Yeah. I love, by the way, I loved dance moms. You did. I love dance moms and toddlers and tiaras. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. I come from the original dance mom. So I totally get it. It was just so entertaining and goodness. I mean, they made some huge stars. So yes, huge. I mean like Maddie, all those girls. Yeah. Oh my God. That's that's so awesome. And your commercial airs on Hulu for so long. Cause when we were, Artem and I were in quarantine and binging, what network is Dance Moms on? It was uh, Lifetime, I think. Lifetime. So Lifetime would always run a commercial on Hulu, and they always use your clip on it. Oh, I only did it for like a few episodes, but that's great. Yeah. It was like you're walking in like, hey, guys, or something like that. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Well, those are really good questions. Good yeah. job, Bella Army. All right, that's it for this week's Bella Army Q&A. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. Yes, thank you. And a huge, massive thank you to our very special guest, Cheryl Burke. Goodness, isn't she just so amazing inspirational, Brie? So amazing. Thank you for your time. And I can't wait till I can actually talk to you in person. <laughs> and also, Bella Army, make sure to tweet us your questions for Bella Army Q&A with the hashtag Bella's Podcast. And call 833-Q-Bellas to ask us for on-air advice in our segment, Dear Bellas. Show us love by rating the show, leaving a review, and hitting subscribe. And we have an Instagram exclusively dedicated to the Bella's podcast. So make sure to follow us at the Bella's podcast until next week. Remember to stay fearless and you always go Brie mode. If you drink along with us, see See you next Wednesday. Wednesday. And as Birdie likes to say, bye bye.